Hi there, this is Bursting the Bubble, a podcast hosted by teens for teens. I'm Z. I'm Sohana. And I'm Yuna. Join us as we... <laughs> Join us as we navigate through life as international students in Singapore balancing adolescence in an ever-changing world. Every week, we explore our personal lives, current events, and everything in between. Tune in to Burst the Bubble. Once again, thank you for all the support on our first and second podcast episodes. We appreciate your feedback and your messages. So we have a couple of updates. Um, first, we made an Insta account, so if you want to follow, it's at BurstingTheBubble underscore SG. Um, we post updates on our episodes and clips from our episodes and more fun stuff, so go follow. And linked in our Instagram bio is our website, and on there you can sign up for updates about podcast episodes and some more information. Um, and finally, our podcast is now on Apple Podcasts. Um, if you don't have Spotify and don't want to listen on Anchor, you can definitely listen to it on Apple Podcasts. And if you like it, you can leave us a review on there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and today, we are actually in person now that Singapore's in phase two. So um, this is some upgraded sound quality. So today, we want to talk about the college process because all of us are juniors going to an international school in Singapore. Um, so that's pretty much what's on our minds right now, especially because we'll be applying in the fall. So yeah, um, is there anything specific we wanted to start with? Grades. <laughs> Answer me, guys. <laughs> Wait, we're starting with grades? Yeah. I wrote it down! You can't do with this yeah. lemon in my right. bubble tea! Um, while Yuna's struggling with her lemon in her bubble tea, um, I think we should start with grades. I think that um, as juniors in high school, a lot of us are very competitive about our grades and about which colleges we want to get into. And I think that a big problem at our school and many other international schools is that a lot of people discuss their grades openly, like either to flex on others, which really like impacts the way other people think and I think that this type of competition tends to become toxic and I think we should talk about the implications of like discussing your grades and all of that so what do we have to say yeah I mean at our school what's really odd and interesting is um like a third of our grade has over 4.0 GPA so I think in general people are doing really really well in school and this I think really perpetuates the divide between those who are um, pretty like traditionally academically successful and those who may not be um, and I mean obviously competition is can be healthy you know I think in good amounts it's motivating and it's um, it's great to have peers who are you know motivating you like the three of us um, the only reason I really got through junior year is because of Z and Suhana and the fact that every time Z did work me and Suhana felt peer pressure to do the same um, so I think in that sense you know competition can be healthy and and right. good for you but I think there's certain thresholds where it's like people only think about grades and that's their sole motivating factor for why they're um you know studying or why they're like going to classes and that can be toxic yeah um I mean I was gonna say at our school we had a talk someone came in to talk about negative flexing which is like did you guys not remember this this what? <laughs> this is like beginning. I don't know if this is sophomore year, like our sophomore year. But like this guy came in and was basically talking about how a lot of people like to flex that they're stressed and like tired. And I feel like that's a big thing for us. Like, I mean, not us like specifically, but like a lot of people at our school will say things like, I only got one hour of sleep last night studying so for this. Year. Yeah, literally, <laughs> you know, freshman year, basically. But um, yeah, and for some reason, that's like something that we should respect. So yeah, I don't think that's healthy. 
No, and I obviously just want to like make note that we're a part of like this <laughs> problem. It's yeah. not like us we're telling not, people. Think of a person like we're not like preaching. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it's literally like I've negative flex before, like to my teachers, like <laughs> just to get them to pity me. You know what I mean? Like, so it's just us telling you how you we feel <laughs> um, in the process. Um, and then another thing I wanted to talk about is that I know like a couple of people that take note of other people's grades. Um, and I think that's when it becomes really toxic and unhealthy when you're literally looking at someone as like, oh my God, she has like a 4.2. She's smart. Like you don't even look at like their personality. You just mm-hmm. look at, oh, she's like smart. She must be like nice. Like I, it's just. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like um, there's been people that only think about like basically they define someone whether they're smart or not based off of their grades. So like if you have good grades, you're smart. But I was watching this debate on YouTube yesterday with one of my friends, Lexa. It was like, Hi, do your, yeah, <laughs> she really wants to be featured. <laughs> it was like, do your grades like define your intelligence? And it was like a debate on that. So yeah, you can definitely be smart without having a 4.5 GPA or something like that. Like, I just don't think that that's the only way to define someone's intelligence. And one of the things I really learned this year um it sounds pretty cheesy but it's like it's like when you really care about the learning and are devoted to actually learning about the class and the content the grades really do just come I think I mean to a certain extent um obviously like testing and testing skills off like are a factor but like within in research AT research Z and I were in um it was you know that was an adventure (laughs) that's an adventure but I think that was one of those classes where I literally didn't think about my grade Um, It was like I cared about what my research was and what I was doing and learning and the grades really was a byproduct of that. Um, So I think that's really an example of it's like if you care about the learning, then, you know, everything goes well. Yeah, and like adding on to what you know was talking about, I definitely think that as a rising senior, one thing I've learned is to take courses that you actually are interested in. Don't take courses just because it looks good on um on like a resume or it looks good on your transcript like okay maybe for me ap chem would look good but (laughs) if i had to go through what z went through i could never do that so i just think that like so i took gov instead and i really enjoyed the class and i think that for classes that you actually like you don't even have to put in so much work because it just comes naturally um so yeah like journalism for Z. Yeah, so, okay, yeah. So this year, <laughs> this year I signed up for journalism, which is like completely out of my comfort zone. I usually like try, like I'm like a try hard at school. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I take hard classes, like I try to push myself. And journalism was more of like a chill class. Um, yeah, so I took it with a few of my friends. And it was great for me because I learned different things like graphic design, which was really cool. Um I kind of wanted to shift the conversation more over to, like, tutoring. If you guys wanted to talk about that. Basically, at our school, um, there's, like, a big culture of tutoring and spending a lot of money on outside, um, whether it's college counselors or tutors. A lot of people like to do that. So, but also our school really looks down on it. They don't like to talk about tutoring. It's a specific type of tutor, though, I think, that they look down on. But yeah, I just wanted to ask you guys what your opinion is on getting outside tutoring when you need help. I definitely think that getting outside tutoring is good. I mean, like if it helps you, it's good. But I feel like 
people get pressured to get tutoring even if they don't need it. Second semester of freshman year for geometry, I did not need tutoring. Like, <laughs> I did, I, it was just useless. But I got it because all my friends were like, oh my god, the center is so good. Like, I'm getting so much smarter. And I ended with the same grade as I did without tutoring. So, like, there's definitely a lot of pressure that you get. And, like, for families that aren't, like, very... Um, financially well off it definitely puts pressure on the parents because obviously parents want the best for their kids and obviously if the kid wants tutoring you'd want to give it to your child but if the kid just wants it because of pressure like I just think that this culture of oh my god I go to this center it's so good I just think that it gets unhealthy when you're doing it not because you really need it and I think the other thing is like I feel like a lot of people don't pay attention during school because they're just like oh I'll go um to to the mv <laughs> can i say that yeah. is that okay you know to the mv um like after school so they're like oh i'm not like it doesn't really matter i'll just go over the weekend and learn everything so it's like if you think about it you could totally learn as much as you need from school and like going to your teachers after school and getting help um but like you know during sophomore year suhana and i didn't really we were like oh yeah don't worry like mv on the weekend um but that's not the ideal mindset and i think the other thing is like so many people are dependent especially for math and then you go to college it's like you're not going to be able to do that every time yeah so i mean i definitely agree with you guys there's sometimes i'm so lazy to study during the week that i'm like oh like why don't i just catch up on the weekend and stuff go to outside tutoring but i also found for me personally the best way for me to study was to like prepare before going into like a tutoring session because i always felt like i needed to make the effort myself to grasp the information before like asking for help you know yeah like i would go to the tutoring center and be like i don't know anything like teach me everything like unit one to like unit seven before the exam and i think that i've started to like make lists of what i know what i like the things that i need that i really need help with i'd go for and i think that's a change i've seen in myself from like unit i sophomore year going to learn the entire unit over the weekend to just like sometimes not even going before tests anymore yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, there's been quite a few times I've gone. Don't know if that worked out for yeah, the better, but it's cool. It's fine. It's fine, whatever. Um, and I think on that note, in terms of like tutoring, um, this can connect into like the SAT, ACT standardized testing, which is obviously, you know, like a major thing for juniors. Um, and so I, I took, I, I did SAT prep and then I took the SAT um, and we're currently doing like ACT prep low-key don't really know why <laughs> don't put that in <laughs> don't really know what's going on um but I don't know like what do you guys is there anything you wish you knew before like a year ago um do you want to talk about like your journey with the SAT and like oh, summer yeah. prep before we like go into I mean all? you know like I feel like it's in my Korean genes to do test prep over the summer like I feel like it's just a thing you know um and there's so many test preps in test prep centers in Korea um, and I mean, I do think it was useful, but it was like, I took my first one in December. That one was <laughs> an adventure to say the least, <laughs> like they're laughing at me. Um, and it's like, I think it's great to kick start into like prep and, you know, get yourself accustomed to prepping that hard. But then it's like the, the score I wanted was like March anyway. So it's like, okay, great. Nine months later. So I don't know. I don't think you necessarily need to do that type of test prep in Korea. Um, to all my Koreans out there. 
Um, like I feel like there's like one-on-one tutors or there's so many online materials that are better. Like I wasn't getting the score I needed in December and that was like six months after I did my prep. I wasn't getting the score I needed during the prep. So like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not Korean, so <laughs> in case you guys didn't know, I'm not Korean. So um, I never like experienced the prep center, but I saw a lot of like Snapchats of people like not, not like eating. leaving the room, not eating, no lunch breaks. Yeah. People literally didn't see the sun for like several months. Maybe like the whole day. Yeah. So like, I mean, I've never experienced it personally, but I don't know if that's a healthy thing to do, mm-hmm. you know? Um so yeah, I mean, on that note, I feel like that kind of shows how competitive standardized testing is. And like that kind of goes back to what we were talking about when we were talking about how people like to tell each other about their grades. Like that goes for standardized testing for sure. People like to talk about their goal SAT score. And I feel like everyone knew the person who got the highest. You know what I mean? Like that was just yeah. common knowledge, which is concerning. Um. Yeah, and I also want to talk about how the SAT and ACT, it's kind of unfair for people around the world because I know friends in the U.S. who don't even like have these type of prep centers. Like in Singapore, we have so many different centers that we pay so much money for. And I think that already puts us at an advantage. And like people who can't afford it, like I just think that testing and like especially the APs online, all of these things, just like the playing field isn't leveled from the very start. And so I think the college process really does highlight like favoritism and um, nepotism and how people don't aren't given the same opportunities and are expected to reach the same goal. And I think on that note, like, uh, especially our school, there's so many opportunities to engage in extracurriculars. Um, and that is so much of what people talk about is like, what are your extracurriculars? And I think there's always an assumption that what you're doing outside of school is for college. Um, I feel like the, especially in high school, like the past four years, everything you're doing, it's like, oh my God, like that's going to look so good in college applications. Like, I think that's just a consuming mindset that people have. Um, because like with this podcast, there's people who think that we're, we started this for college, which is not true at all. It's literally like, these are our conversations that we have in real life and we just recorded them um, yeah. for our entertainment. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this this process was not really... We weren't really thinking about college when this happened. Um, But yeah, I mean, for me, a lot of my extracurriculars kind of stemmed from like my middle school interests. (laughs) Like, um, yeah, so like, (laughs) I don't know if you guys know, but like, yeah, I used to do choir in middle school. So I kind of like brought that into what I auditioned for, which I actually auditioned for an acapella group in eighth grade. So I kind of carried things over from middle school to high school. Which I think was was good for me because that's how I found or like solidified my interests rather than just making it about college and about what my application would look like. Um, it's it's kind of disheartening to see people like just making service clubs or signing up for service clubs just because they want it to look good on their college application, you know? Yeah, and like obviously that's bad, but what's even worse is when people are doing service for the sake of doing service. And then it's like, no, like you only have this for college. Like, like okay, maybe we're going to put it on our college apps because, you know, it like, it's like it doesn't it's, hurt. It's, it's, it's taking your time. Yeah. You know? It's something that you're, you're passionate about. about. Yeah. 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 Um, but I don't think that it stems from like, oh my God, I need to do this for college. Like, 
I don't know. There's just so many clubs that don't really do anything, and it's just like there for the name. Um, I'm really calling people out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I just think that people really need to click out of this mindset of like everything I do is for college. Like, just do something that you're passionate about. Yeah. I mean, like one of my main extracurriculars is student council, and I think like a lot of people think that Stuco is one of those very typical like college admissions extracurriculars, and it's like. The amount of time that you have to devote to this and it's like I think if I wasn't actually interested in what I'm doing I wouldn't just go and stand in front of the school you know and I think it's one of those things it's if you find extracurriculars that you are actually interested in especially since freshman year it's like you learn so much from them like I actually it sounds really stupid and cheesy but I've learned so much from the extracurriculars that I'm a part of um that like are life lessons that I'll take with me beyond high school and into college and into like my career um so that's why I think it's so important that like these years are so formative in cultivating like your mindset and, and the skills that you have, like leadership and what else, collaboration and all that good stuff. Yeah, I just think, yeah, extracurriculars are important, but it's even more important for you to actually care about them. Um, that being said, because we're going into the college process, I mean, like we're starting to write in essays and stuff. I think we should talk about the actual process itself. Um starting with like your dream colleges like pre-college programs all that stuff so what are your thoughts on that um i think when it comes to dream colleges i personally don't think that it's like good to have a dream college from when you're you know like 10. <laughs> no but like you know how in the movies there's like a person and like, yeah. yeah and they're like oh my god I really want to go to this Blair Ivy League you know Blair what I mean yeah literally <laughs> Blair Waldorf so like I don't okay she ended up at like NYU you know and then she ended up at Columbia I was just watching this anyway the point is is that you're not the same person things are gonna change and that's not a bad thing you know I think people end up where they're supposed to end up wise words Thanks. guys also wait <laughs> another really important thing if you're a freshman and you're listening to this I think you were like you aren't in the, I don't know like you haven't seen the reality of the college process. Oh, we haven't either. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, I, I thought that, like, oh, my God, Columbia. Like, as long as I put in the effort, I can get in. But, like, coming into, like, senior year, it's like, can I even go to, like... Guys, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> can I even go, period? Yeah, can, can I, I even go? go? Yeah, like, it's just, once you get those rejection letters, that's, like, the only time you feel reality is hitting you. Because I feel like we're so all in this, like, we're all in this, like, hypothetical world where we're like, oh my god, yeah, what if this, what if that? There's so many what ifs that, like, I don't know, it's just, it's just, uh, it's just, yeah. <laughs> I don't know the word. Exactly. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It's, That's it, right there. Like, what if? And I think especially as we, you know, enter these coming months and, like, writing personal statements, supplements, whatever, soon to be. Um, like, I don't know. I feel like what might be, yeah, like, I think what would be interesting that, um, I'm kind of scared about for the months to come is like, what if one of my close friends and I are applying to the same dream college or whatever? And then like, does that, you know, like bring any weird feelings in the friendship, you know, like, I feel like that might be really odd in a few months. So I don't know, scary times. What do you guys think about being open about like where you're applying to and stuff like that with your friends? I think 
I will, I'm not someone who's going to like keep it in. I'm just not that secretive of a person anyway. And I think I'm going to need to talk about it with somebody, but I don't think it's one of those things that I'm going to go and openly tell the world. But it's like, um, you know, you got to know your self-worth and if you get rejected, then there's a reason why you got rejected. You know, you're not a good fit and the colleges can see that. So it's like on to the next adventure. Yeah, and I think that with, like, all this dream school stuff, you start to see your friends as your competitors instead of your friends. And I think that's when you're like, no, I have better grades than her. I'm going to get in. But she has a better test score. Like, she's going to get in. So I think that it really changes your – like, it shows who your true friends are, I feel. Like, yeah. So if you're a rising senior, you're going to find out who your true friends are in the next couple of months. Yeah, no, I mean, it's kind of off topic. But everyone says that in senior year – you figure out who your true friends are because people like just don't have the same energy to put up with people that they used to put up with you know that's off topic but um so given that we're rising seniors and obviously haven't gone through this whole process yet we decided to bring on um someone who has so hi this is z's sister who is also z don't introduce yourself hi i'm z and i'm currently um incoming second year law student in the UK. So I've been through the whole um, college decision process in senior year. Um, Yeah, so as someone who went through this whole process, um, what advice do you have on approaching your friends about their college decisions? Well, I think the first thing is honoring the boundaries that you set before all the college decisions came out. So Um, you should have kind of talked to your friends about whether you wanted to share where you're applying to or um, kind of go through the process of deciding which college to accept um, after getting your decisions back. So once you've made those boundaries um, prior to getting the decisions back, you should honor them and make sure that your friends are kind of all on the same page with that. But I think with that also comes the importance of celebrating everyone's accomplishments because even though a lot of you might have applied to the same college and some getting rejected, some getting accepted. Um, I think the most important thing is for your friends to know that you're still going to celebrate where they got into and do all the things, like all the Instagram stories, the Facebook (laughs) posts, um, even like kind of doing surprise parties for them. That's a huge thing at our school. I think a lot of people get caught up with their personal kind of shame of not getting into somewhere that um, people know that they applied to and kind of forget all the things that you treasure in a friendship and I think it's really important to especially because you're all kind of going to leave and maybe not be together in the next year um, I think it's important to show them that you care and that you um, celebrate whatever that they've accomplished. So um, I know you've talked about how like for a lot of people this issue is really sensitive especially at our school Um, so I wanted to ask for you do you think this process was also kind of a life or death situation like you were talking about before. Well, I think just because of the nature of having to prepare for this whole process early on in high school, as I'm sure you've talked about um, in the beginning of the episode, it's, it is a kind of a long, it's a few years of your life. So you kind of get into this headspace of this is life or death, death. This is the only thing you really think about. Like this is what your extracurriculars kind of lead up to and like what your grades kind of will apply to later on. So I think for me, it felt very serious. Everything was um, kind of like my future was dependent on this. But I think with a lot of other big decisions in your life, you have to think about it in terms of 
will this really matter in like five years down the road or 10 years down the road? Because yeah, you want to wear that college sweatshirt that you have been dreaming of wearing and you want to see your friends post those Instagram stories for you. But if you really think about it five years down the road, once you've graduated, are you really going to think about that moment where you couldn't put on that sweatshirt? I don't think so. So, And I think another important point I should make is you don't really know the experience that you're losing out on until you've experienced it. So for example, if you apply somewhere and you have this whole dream to go there and you research the website, you've gone to one campus visit, that's all you know about that place. So you don't really, if you get rejected, you're not really mourning the loss of the actual experience. You're mourning the loss of what you thought was going to happen for you. But so if you think about it in that way, then you can kind of put it back into perspective of um, you kind of end up where you're meant to be. So it doesn't really matter whether you thought you were going to have the experience or not. You just have to kind of take life as you get it. So yeah. So another question that we had was, what are the major differences between high school and college? So in terms of competition, the workload, friendships, how do you think it really differs between the two? So I think that's a pretty broad question, but the main takeaway that I had from my first year was, I'm sure you've heard this a lot, the flexibility. Um, Even though I go to law school and my courses are kind of picked out for me from the start, I feel like I have a lot more flexibility with my time and who, especially when it comes to friendships, who I want to spend that time with. And ultimately, because your schedule is kind of up to you, you have a lot of time to kind of decide which friends you want to spend how much time with and then um, how much time you want to spend on doing your work. So I think that is where high school kind of your high school habits really come into play like you think that that might not matter as much but because you if you've built up the habit of kind of staying on top of your game and um, spending time with friends where you can then you're going to be able to really transfer those skills into your college life um yeah so this podcast was a little more personal um and I think it's one of the ones that we really had fun making um and you kind of get to see our personalities through this one so I hope you guys enjoyed it um, tune in next week. We have some important topics coming up. Um, yeah, about, and I just want to like, so. yeah, reemphasize that this isn't us preaching. It's just our personal life and what we go through. So yeah. What is our usual message? Do we usually have one? We do, right? Tune in next week. Oh no, we don't. We don't. Okay. See you guys next week. Yeah. What did you already say? Tune in next week. I don't, we can cut it out. Just say see you next week. Okay. See you next week. Okay. See oh, you next one, week. Two, three. No, 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 we're not. Guys, no, we're doing it. Guys, we get three, two, one. See you next week. No, I lied. Did that again. <laughs> three, two, one. See, See you next, next week. week. Yo, that's so lame. We're not keeping that up. <laughs>